This is the Broncos Blitz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Here's your host, Danny Williams. Back in Thanksgiving Eve edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. That's right. We're doing podcasts every single day. We'll have one tomorrow on Thanksgiving as well and one on Friday as well. I am Danny Williams. Jake Meyer is the co-host of the Broncos Blitz podcast. He produces the product as well. Hey, buddy. Hey, man. What's up? How are you? Doing good. Doing good. The radio show was uh, fun. It was. Today. It was fun. It was weird. It was like, uh, I don't know. It's like... I don't want to say going through the motions because it's it was kind of, it's easy, but it's just like I don't know. It's a show before Thanksgiving, but we're here doing a show when everyone else is like not doing shows because you know we got people who lazy you know, bastards. Well, it's you know it, we just we're just overachievers, Jake. We're just hard workers. We're gritty gutty, right? Um, but yeah, so we got the podcast today, which kind of we're looking forward to. We always kind of use some of. Um, the show to help lay down the groundwork for whatever the podcast is going to be. Well, the interesting thing is, like, sometimes I think, well, damn, well, it's the podcast is going to be stuff from the show. Why don't we just put the, something from the show on the Broncos Blitz podcast? It never turns out to be the same thing. And actually, once we focus and it's just you and me kind of, you know, you not having to worry about you know pushing buttons and the calls and the sounds and the music, all kinds of stuff, and me trying to stay on time and do all this other stuff, that um, we kind of figure out problems break you know um talk things out work through things and i think that's kind of what makes the podcast interesting unique and good yeah we and, really break it down and on the pod the, the radio show is good too so um if you like this you'd like that if you like that you definitely like this so thanks for being with us um we tomorrow are going to do our Thanksgiving draft, our Thanksgiving plate draft. We'll have uh, a guest in for the Broncos Blitz podcast. So looking forward to that. I know that'll be a good one. Um, today, though, Wednesday, uh, November 24th, 2021. Okay. It's Wednesday. On Sunday, okay, if the Broncos win on Sunday, they beat the Chargers. They'll be six and five. Then um, it was announced yesterday, Jake, that the Broncos and the Chiefs, yeah, the following week has been flexed to Sunday night football. Hey, yeah. So that's kind of badass, right? That's super badass. I think a lot of people. I've heard the. I've, I've heard the uh, temperature around town. Oh. Oh, now we get our asses kicked in front of the whole nation. Well, we'll see about that. You're because, probably right. Well, I don't probably, maybe, yeah, sure. I can't predict the future. I mean, what has this season been? It's a wild ride. The season's truly been unpredictable. So let's yeah. not act like we can predict, um, you know, two weeks down the line. But, again, to keep kind of the momentum here, Broncos beat the Chargers this week. The following week... <laughs> The that game against the Chiefs is for first place in the AFC West. I mean, you can't make this shit up. No, you can't make this kind of stuff up, Jake. Um, the ups and the downs, the twists and the turns. I mean, frick, we've had a memorial. We we we've buried them two or three times. We've had memorials since. You know what I mean? It's like oh, I remember them when we buried them. You know, for it's like it's it. We this season's been an incredible ride. I actually think. And we'll predict it on Friday. Today's Wednesday. My my Wednesday doesn't mean anything could change prediction as the Broncos win a close game against the Chargers. You said on the radio show you think the Broncos lose close game to the Chargers. Right. So we got that going for us. I kind of like that. 
you know, we'll see if our Friday feeling is the same as our midweek Wednesday feeling. So, um, I'll tell you, Jake, get me there. Get me two weeks from now on national TV, um, in front of the whole nation, Broncos on a spotlight, and see if 13 weeks through the season, that'll be week 14 of the NFL season, actually. This is week 13? Uh, Last week was week 12, I think. Wait, hold on. No, hold on, hold on, no this is week 12. We're this in is now. week what? Yeah, you're, you're right. This is week 12. Um, week 13, first game in December. And the Broncos playing for the division at that point. I mean, like, bravo, Bron- Broncos. Bravo. You know what I mean? It's like, what? Yeah. My Broncos country. Guys. What more were you fucking asking for and were you thinking was going to happen here? We're at week 13, and it's for first place against the Chiefs in the division. What more could you ask for? A lot of the media members in this town were saying were burying the Broncos before the season even got started, saying, oh, they're not going to improve much from last year. They're going to be another five-win outfit with Teddy. They're not uh, going to do anything. If there's one thing we do is we try to keep it real, uh, e- even real when we know we're getting caught up in our own sauce, you know, yeah. caught up in our own farts, you know. <laughs> what I mean it's like everyone likes their own brand you know what I mean so it's like is it's easy it's easy to get hooked back in when you have an incredible win against the Cowboys like that who are a really good team um they're five and five through 10 games and they got a division opponent who you win this game would be for second place in the west basically and then you set up a game, uh, the winner, the winner of this little mini play-in game mm-hmm. between the Broncos and the Chargers gets to play for first place in the division the following week. I mean, like, I don't know. You can't make that up. You couldn't ask for anything more. Again, who out there in Broncos country is going to be not satisfied with that? Give me a break, guys. No one thought with Teddy Bridgewater they're going to win a championship. So those guys were just through the whole season away at the beginning of the year and ne- were never willing to come back. Pride. Right. You know, it's pride. The guy's got, you know, all kinds of pride. So, um, you know, exactly. You know, I brought this up on the podcast maybe like a couple weeks ago. And all I asked for from the Broncos this season was to be playing relevant football in November and December when it really matters, when the season is coming to a close. Well, damn, Jake, they'll be playing relevant football in December, not just November. Yeah, that that's more than I could have asked for from this Broncos team. So just for them to be in this position is Again, remarkable. it's not like... I can't believe that they're in this position after. We're the not season. patting ourselves on the back. I don't mean us. I mean like Bronco, the Broncos for getting to this point or even winning the following week. But also like the journey of the it's the journey of an NFL team. It's a never ending story, Jake. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, one season ends and another begins, but your team in so many ways, you know, stays the same other than like a 25% kind of changeover in veteran talent and new mm-hmm. players coming in and out. It's like the journey's endless. And who, you know, it's, it's the, 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 you ride the wave. Um, it's, it, they got in a bad place, but that's also after lots and lots of success. Um, and part of the comeback is five and five, um, and maybe six and five, um, playing the char- uh, the the Chiefs in what will be a, a playoff game for both teams mm-hmm. as they're preparing for next year, 
where the, the playoff games might be not only real, real playoff games, but might be um, championship contending playoff games. These guys have to get this kind of big game experience. The Sertans, the Javantes, the Fants and Albert O's, the Judys. I mean, like all of the Suttons and the Patricks. This, I mean, this, this is like opportunity that is, again, um, when you're not on that big stage and get you caught up last, you know, next year. Say they're a five or six win team this year. Uh, they're a 10 or 11 team, win team next year, have to play a wild card weekend. Mm -hmm. It's their first big game experience other than some of the big games they played in that regular season. This makes up for some of that game. Oh, yeah. You know, for, for some of that uh, inexperience. These are big, these are big, big moments for a team and big opportunities. You can't, you know, you it's priceless. Yeah, big time opportunities come with big time pressure. And, you know, this is one of the first times that this young Broncos team, especially now that Von Miller is gone, are facing a high-leverage, high-pressure situation in where they have to get the job done this week against the Chargers, and then with the opportunity to take the number one spot in the AFC West? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That, that's a high-pressure situation. In prime time, flexed to Sunday night football. The whole world watching, you know? It couldn't have been... Um, arguably a, a bigger pressure that these guys have seen in their entire career. Uh, no doubt about it. The biggest professional game of these guys' careers. And then um, mm -hmm. not everyone went to Bama or like played in the SEC on the team. There's lots of uh, guys who went to big schools and played you know, on shit teams. And there's yeah. lots of guys who went to little schools and didn't, you know. Everyone's played in big games, but not big games like that. It's on another level. It's different. It's just different. And... Um, It'll make for a big game here against the Chargers. I'm overlooking the Chargers just because I want it so bad for the Chiefs. But I'm not overlooking them like we're going to go smoke these guys like we won this game. I know, of course, there's no getting to the Chiefs for first place in the division without beating the Chargers. And... Um, we will, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit in this podcast, and then um, tomorrow's then on Fridays where we kind of really break the day, game down and and pick it. But, um. You know, I'm not, like, mad at the Broncos anymore. And you know what? Throughout this season, maybe as some of the points when they got the expectations up so high and then it got deflated, I might have been mad. But I think I was more mad at myself. And that's the point I'm trying to make, like, now. When we're searching for, like, this footing, Jake, yeah. as guys who do a, a, a sports talk radio show in Denver every day trying to um, have a take on solid ground and not look like a flaky, flighty dick. And same thing with these podcasts when you come in here. But that's why we're honest about it all, too, the takes, all that kind of stuff. But I'm finally, like, have accepted this is just the ride, the journey. I might read a book or watch a movie or TV show. I don't like where the, the character goes or where some of the show goes and all that kind of stuff. But, like, again, it's like you got to finish the job, see what's going to happen at the end here. Um, it's It's... Uh, I don't know, man. It's this. There's seven weeks still in the season. That's just the reality. It might sound like everything I say might make like I'm buttering up excuses for these Broncos. Why am I doing this? This is just the truth, the reality of it all. If they're uh, if they were four and six and we're out of it, we wouldn't be talking this kind of nonsense, this kind of right. mess. We'll be talking about you know the anything else. To be honest with you, so they're here. It matters. It matters big time. This game against the Chargers is monumental. It's 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 this game will have a playoff atmosphere. That will be the motto and the language that will be spoke to these guys. The Broncos will have two weeks to prepare. They'll be as healthy as they've been since the start of the season. 
right. um, since the start of the season in a, in a training camp. And um, that's it. You know, that's what it is. Big boy football right now. Can you put your best stuff together at this point of the season? Uh, maybe you couldn't capitalize off the Cowboys game, but also now you know you're capable of that kind of football. You go play that kind of game against the Chargers, well, you'll handle these Chargers. Maybe you'll go get yourself another comfortable win um, here at home, which was this game here? Yeah, this game uh, is here. Yeah, of course. I got myself all the mile tw- twisted up here. Um uh, here at home, and then you set the tone here for maybe meaningful home games down the stretch of the regular season, trying to recapture that like home field advantage that we know the Chargers don't have. So Broncos got to be at their best. Broncos fans who are going to be at this game got to be at their best. And then all you Broncos guys out there who, you know, be realistic. That's all I'm asking you guys. Like, let's be realistic here, okay? Quit dogging Teddy. Quit dogging the team. Vic Fangio will. They, he's an old man. He's the freaking second or third oldest coach in the NFL. He's not going to be around for very long. No. Do you know what the idea of Vic Fangio coordinating the defense and a new coach coming in? Fuck, I love that idea. I mean, Mick, Vic Fangio might have too much pride for that kind of stuff, but also uh, maybe not. Maybe he loves his players. Maybe the writing's on the wall. Maybe he's willing to accept that. Why He's been an assistant coach for 30 years in this league. Right. Why would he not be willing to accept that now he had a three-year run here at this gig right right so i mean it's not like he had been shortchanged and still you have some say um running the defense you know those things never work out like that's why like gary kubiak coming back here to work under fangio and run the offense kubiak's like fuck that you know what i mean yeah and 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 fangio is probably like the guy who's a savior around here who just won a Super Bowl, I'm going to come and try to tell this guy what to do, and they're going to, you know, like, give me a break. Yeah, you want right. me, that's not going to happen. So that, you know, both ways, both ways. So a um, little, little break here. Uh, have a drink here of our coffee, our iced coffee, like uh, Nick Van Exel loves. <laughs> <laughs> right? Did you tell me about this iced coffee? I'm Man, very I'm, disappointed. All, all, all my family, all my followers, I'm super pissed at all you guys. I never forgive you for not turning me on. Let me know about this iced coffee. Um, <laughs> we were dropping that in the show like last year. Nick Van Exel's on the golf course, right? Someone buys him or comes in at the turn, gets himself a nice coffee, and it's like the greatest unheard of thing he had never sampled or tasted in his life, iced coffee. He thought, you know, coffee only came one way hot, I guess. But that was like last year is what makes it so funny. So you got to go find that little clip we played on the show. But uh, DraftKings, okay, guys? This is the one here. This is the one, guys. This Thanksgiving, be thankful for free bets. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has a turkey day no-brainer you cannot miss. New customers, guys. You bet $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team in that game scores a point. I don't even know why I have to say that if either team scores a point. You just gain the free 100 you're getting the free hundred. You know, maybe that's just how it has to work. Maybe that's the catch. That's the hook. Uh, to me, guys, the hook is you bet a dollar on a Thanksgiving game. And you get a hundred in free bets. Let's freaking go here. DraftKings customers can also get in on uh, new same game parlays that um, they're sweeter. Grandma's pumpkin pie, Jake. So sweet. It's sweet, right? Uh, all customers also. All customers, you're like, well, I'm already signed up because I listened to the podcast and you told me to do it a long time ago and I'm signed up. Well, that's badass, guys. I appreciate that. That is badass. Uh, for all the Thanksgiving games, all customers get a risk-free $25 same-game parlay bet. So bet up to $25 on a same-game parlay. If your same-game parlay does not hit, you get $25 back to try it again. Boom. 
DraftKings safe, secure, reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. We gave a four-leg same-game parlay on the radio show on win, um, on uh, what was it, for Thursday Night Football? No, it was for, uh, what was it? Monday Night Football? For Monday Night Football. It was the Bucks. Bucks four giant. legs, 25 on that times our four legs pays out like over $300, maybe close to four. We gave it to you. It's, it's not that hard. You just got to be savvy and you got to be bold and you got to take a chance. It's gambling. Be risky. Take some chances on yourself, man. You work hard. You want to enjoy these games at a whole nother like level, uh, you know. No one likes to lose money, but do you know what? That's why I don't like to gamble. I don't like to lose money. Well, then don't. Pick winners and win money. I mean, like, come on, guys, right? How do you know until you dip in? So DraftKings, safe, secure, reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code MHSBET. $1. Any Thanksgiving game, win $100 in free bets. If either team scores a point, promo code MHS. Thanksgiving, um... This Thanksgiving, make it happen for yourself at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, Jake, um, tomorrow's Thanksgiving, okay? We have a Thanksgiving show, but some of the things now I want to know, um, some of the things in Broncos country that you are thankful for. And I like this because, you know, like what's right? What has gone right this season? Yeah. And what is going right with this franchise right now? What are the things that are, again, like I call like the pillars. To hold up like the building, you got to have like the pillars. You know, right. you got to have like right. the bricks and the mortar. The bricks are the good players. The mortars are the supporting players. You know, all of those backup players. The pillars that are like your... Eight best players holding the whole fucking building up. Right. Your eight best position, you know, your your two or three best position groups. What makes you special and unique as a team? Who are we thankful for in Broncos? Who and what are we thankful for in Broncos country? So, you know, there, there's a few, you know, things to be thankful about here in Broncos country. And, you know, the Broncos for the past, you know, what, five, six years have gotten a lot of criticism from the fans. And rightfully so. The media has been bashing on them because they've given him no reason not to. But there are still some things to be thankful for about this team, uh, like Javante Williams. Uh, I Love think that. The emergence of a star in the making. And, you know, he... Is he a pillar, a block, or mortar? I think he's a block. He's a brick? I think he's a block. He's a brick. He's not a pillar. No. I don't think he's a pillar Ooh. yet. Ooh. <laughs> but... I think he's shown that he can be a three-down back in this league. Yeah. He has the most broken tackles in the league by far. It's not even close. And With half the carries of all the other guys right. who they're keeping tabs against. He is a wrecking ball, and that is a very bright spot on this Broncos team. Um, outside of that, I'll say— Let me comment on yours. Yeah. Okay. Um, if the Broncos are going to— have playoff and championship hopes and dreams and success is because Javante Javante Williams turns into a, a Kamara, uh, Derek Henry, Jonathan Taylor like uh, player. Okay. Okay. I, and that's even more the case, Jake. If Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback again next year, then he has to become a pillar. Literally one of your eight best players. Yeah. Um. 
in order for the Broncos to compete for any kind of playoffs, aspirations, divisional, you know, success, and let alone championship success. So I'm with you on Javante. He's a brick right now. Some great piece of a brick to have that's going to keep your house strong. But I don't know if he's a pillar. Quite he can yet. become a pillar. Uh, with everything that he's shown me, there's no reason why he can't. And I would say a pillar for this team right now is do they even have a pillar? Uh, pillars for this team, yeah. Garrett Bowles is a pillar. Okay, yeah, I was thinking Garrett okay. Bowles. Justin Simmons is a pillar. Justin He's Simmons. holding the whole fucking thing up. Like it's uh, without him, that's when we get to like without the pillar guys. And depending on who your pillars are, that's when you get to like Lions and Jacksonville Jag uh, Jaguars uh, territory. Um, I think that um, let's see here, pillars uh, guys who There's are. I think Patrick. I think Cortland Sutton's a pillar. I think Cortland Sutton, again, you might think Tim Patrick's the same guy, all that kind of stuff, but he's the leader of the room still. Yeah. Also a pillar is... Um, Teddy? Teddy's, of course, is a pillar. Quarterback. Um, and Jerry Judy's a pillar. And again, if you're like, well, I got two or three pillars that are receivers, well, that's why your shit ain't that strong. That's why your house ain't built that strong. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, that's why your house is built in New Orleans, and you know there's hurricanes <laughs> and all that kind of stuff there. So... Um, that's my thought a little bit. And who else is a pillar? Let's establish that while we're here. I'll say, um, looking at the defense, maybe uh, is Sertan a pillar? I think that he has to be a pillar moving forward in order for you to have the aspirations you want to have to win divisions and go to playoffs. Right. I believe that to be the case. I think he he's not a pillar yet. But I think he can be. I put him in the same situation as a Javante. Well, this conversation we're having right now is like, who's the pillars? Who's your eight best players holding the whole thing up? Should be Bradley Chubb. Should be. It was Von Miller. Um, you would hope maybe that Ronald Darby or Bryce Callahan played themselves into, you know, elite number two corner stratosphere and territory. Maybe hasn't quite happened yet. So, you know... There's not enough great players on this roster. No. There is a bunch of good young players on this roster. Okay? But until Noah Fant really, you know, becomes a complete, you know, Kelsey-like option for them or, or Kittle-like option for them. I mean, those guys are like Hall of Famers. It's hard to compare yeah. to that. But when you draft a tight end in the first round, you think he's a Hall fucking Hall of Famer, bro. Right. You don't think, oh, he's going to be a good one. If not, you, you wait for good ones in the second or third round for tight ends. You find them off the basketball court who don't play basketball anymore and turn them into, you know what I mean? You find uh, Jason Verrett's flyers, hangers on. There's right. those guys all over the place. You draft a tight end, Jake, a tight end in the first round because you think this guy's going to be multiple Pro Bowls, a bunch of Pro Bowls. He's not. That hasn't been that. No. Um, there, although uh, Noah Fant, you know, he hasn't really had too many targets and, you know, with the emergence of Albert O as well, you know, that takes away from Noah Fant. And right now, Albert O is looking a little bit better than Noah Fant, um, unfortunately for the Broncos. But another player that I'm thankful for is Teddy Bridgewater. Um, you know, Teddy has gotten too much flack this year for no reason. Um, he, well, there's some reasons, but he's taken... Those reasons, like his shortcomings, aren't the shortcomings of the whole team. No, but speak for yourself. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt yeah, you. I, I mean, love like, what you're saying. He, he. I just had to come up to stick up for Teddy, even when you're sticking up for Teddy. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. I mean, he has gotten so much, you know, a bad rap for, um, you know, checking down too much and 
in in my opinion, you know, he's taken a, quite a few deep shots this season, and the play calling is what is holding Teddy Bridgewater back. And he has gotten this team to where they're at now, still in the position to win, and fans still aren't thankful for it. And I don't know why. Well, again, it goes to my be realistic. What are you expecting from Teddy? He's had a career year. He's to this point through the ten games, he's already crushed at all the fifteen touchdowns he ever threw the most for a season. The passing yards, the you know everything, the completion percentages, the all, all like these you know the quarterback ratings and the quarterback you know QBR, all this kind of stuff. He's been really good. The numbers you know are are, are you you can't deny the numbers. That's you know, one of the biggest things that we have to judge Teddy off of. Um, it's been the lack of I now you know star power on this team. We knew that Teddy would have to play and have a great supporting cast, and all the guys surrounding Teddy would have to be great in order for this team to compete for you know real playoff success. Mm-hmm. Not only have some of those guys been injured, but some of those guys like the Fant and the Sertans young player, you know, it's like haven't lived up to the Garrett Bulls. Our best players haven't lived up. Mm-hmm. I think Teddy's made this team look pretty fucking good. When this team's been hurt, underachievers, shit coaching, uh, lots of young guys who were trying to figure their their, their own stuff out, um, all things considered, five and five in a pretty tough division. Give the guy some fucking credit. I mean, for, for real. real, you know what I mean. So I'm thankful for Teddy because again, Tebow was just enough quarterback and magic and you know, mystical godlike powers uh, to make this whole thing look. Good, um, good enough for 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 Peyton Manning. Teddy's got to make this thing look good enough for Aaron Rodgers or for uh, Russell Wilson, right? And if not, Teddy's got to get better. Uh, the supporting cast has to be better. Uh, the young players have to mature and get better, and that's just what it is. Guys have to, you know, everyone's got to get some Tim Patrick in them. Yeah. Everyone's got to get that Tim Patrick in them, become greater. The good players got to become great players. The average players have to become um, really, really, really good players in order for the Broncos to take that next step and to win. Any team. This is like, you know, this is like coach speak we're given, but it's just true. So give me one more thing you're thankful for, Jake, and then we're going to call it a podcast. And uh, we appreciate you guys being with us. Tomorrow's podcast is going to be really good. we got some big plans for it, and then we'll do it Friday as well. Uh, another Broncos topic that I'm thankful for is that um, George Payton has these guys headed in the right direction. In my, I really think that the Broncos are headed in the right direction with what George Payton has done so far. Um, and I think that the future is bright for this team, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, okay, that's the end of the podcast. Um, let's call it a day here, Jake. We just got done with the radio show. Now we got done with the podcast. Uh, go back and listen to the radio show after you listen to the podcast. If you'd like to, you can find it at milehighsports.com, Mile High Sports app. It's the radio on demand tab. If you go to milehighsports.com and click podcast, like the Broncos Blitz podcast will come up. But our radio shows podcasts won't. That's on the radio on demand tab. Click that. All of our podcasts from you know in our form, right? You put this the show the show's two hours. You get two separate hours. Then you can go click and enjoy. And there's no com- is there commercials in the podcast? No, they're all cut out. They're all cut is that out. What you're doing all that hard work? Yeah. Damn, you're a hard work. It's even- not that hard. I was wondering what you were doing back there. Uh, but yeah, Jake, I'm thankful for you. I, if I was doing this podcast with anybody else, I think I'd hate it. 
Uh, Danny Bailey is cool, man. I like him a lot. He comes in on Fridays. He does a really good job. You know, you guys are you know my, my guys. Um, and anyone who listens to this podcast who's listening right now, you went out of your way to listen to this podcast. You can stumble upon us on the radio on accident, and they're like, oh, these guys are right. pretty good. But if you're going out of your way to listen to this podcast... We really like you a lot and probably even like love you a little bit. So thank you for that. Uh, we're going to try to do this thing, man. How awesome would it be, Jake, for the Broncos to win this one this weekend? Come back and go beat the Chiefs. We'd be going nuts here. We'd be losing our minds. The podcast would have so much more life if that happens. Uh, not just so much more life, man. It's like we all have more life. My life would have more life, not just the life of the podcast. So um, let's kind of cheer for that. Uh, you know, let's pray for that. Now I don't kind of do that kind of stuff. Let's hope it happens. Make that kind of stuff happen. I got to say my prayers for like other stuff. You know what I mean? But uh, good stuff, Jake. For Jake Meyer, I am Danny Williams. We appreciate you guys and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night.